Hi, Ann Arbor AFers. This is co-host Jess Leetaw. The pod team is taking June off for a much needed break. Council is still going strong and it's looking like June is gonna be a doozy. So make sure you pay attention to the A2 Council hashtag on Twitter, council meeting threads on Facebook in the Ann Arbor Humans Who Won't group and check Legistar to read the agendas for yourself. Even though we're off, we hope you still keep getting informed and getting involved. In the meantime, we're running some old episodes you've told us you liked with a little context about where the topic came from. Fun fact, when Molly, Michelle, and I launched the Ann Arbor AF podcast, our original intention was just to follow along with council meetings. We felt like recording every other week and the work that entailed was a reasonable new project to fold into our already busy lives. What we realized even before we finished the first episode is that that wasn't going to be enough. If we wanted people to genuinely understand what was going on in any given council meeting, we were going to have to help folks understand specific issues and contexts. We immediately mapped out a handful of topics that we felt would helpfully complement the biweekly council meetings. Today's episode is a rerun of the very first such episode, which we later named Deeper Dives. Here, for your re-listening pleasure, is episode two, How to Read an Agenda. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Ann Arbor AF, a podcast for folks trying to figure out what's going on in Ann Arbor. We discuss current events in local politics and policy, governance, and other civic good times. I'm Jess Lita, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Michelle Hughes, also she, her. And I'm Molly Kleinman, and my pronouns are also she, her. We're your co-hosts to help you get informed and get involved. Today, we're taking a deeper dive into how to read a city council agenda. We'll be walking you through how to find, read, and interpret a city council meeting agenda to help you, Ann Arbor, follow along and get more involved. Let's jump in. So I'm going to take the lead on this um, because I think I was the first one to say I really wanted to do this episode because when I first started following along with local politics, I could not figure out how to read an agenda. And in fact, it probably took me a little bit longer to get involved than it could have because I really struggled to read this one document. And I think part of what I wanted to do is make the resource that I wish that I'd had at the time. Um, So in the interest of kind of uh, making everybody else's learning curves a little bit shallower, I was hoping that we could have a conversation about this seemingly intractable document and actually making sense of what's in there. That sounds great. And mm-hmm. as we've been talking about it, I've I've learned a lot that I didn't I didn't already know. I think of the three of us, I'm the newest to paying such close attention to city council meetings and it's there's been a lot to learn. So, we're going to start with some really basic basics, which is how often and when city council meetings are. So, City council meetings in Ann Arbor are the first and third Mondays of every month, except when they're not (laughs) things like national holidays. uh, It got moved around for Thanksgiving, but usually first and third Mondays. If there's a fifth Monday in the month, we get an extra week of no council meetings. They're always at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And the agendas, because we're focusing here not on the meetings, but just on the agendas, the, fi- the final agenda is usually posted by the Friday before that Monday meeting. Sometimes there's a draft that's up as early as the Wednesday before, but there are also sometimes last minute items that get added. So 
even though there's a supposedly final agenda on Friday, council members might add agenda items later than that. And often the late ads are the, are the spicy ones. Uh, and so one thing that I just wanted to ask Michelle, I see on social media, you'll often start highlighting, ooh, these are gonna be some upcoming agenda items this week. And I, I'm like, I didn't even know there was a council meeting this week. And I'm just wondering like, how, is there a way that you keep track of, of when the meetings are gonna be? Do you just kind of, well, is there some disturbance the in the force? I feel the rhythm in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh, this is, this is, this is, this is a council week. I should probably, uh, I should probably check for an agenda starting on Wednesday. And um, like, and there's no, like, you can't subscribe in any way to sort of get, get the agenda emailed to you from. I, you might be I, yeah. able to, like, subscribe to an RSS feed or something. Maybe like an that. RSS feed, but I know um, I've subscribed to a number of different types of information from the city, and I do get those on a reliable basis. I'm not sure that I've ever seen the council agenda be part of that information. Um, I'm in Ward 5, and one of my council members is Erica Briggs, and she typically sends out a link to the upcoming meeting, but I wouldn't consider that coming from the city. Okay. I do so, see on um, on uh, on Legistar, which we'll talk about in a second, there's, um, there's a few buttons at the top of the page with the calendar on it, um, and... It says things like, is there's an RSS thing, and then there's a bell you can click for alerts. I've never clicked it before, but. <laughs> so you have, you just kind of feel it and you know, but yeah. it's possible just, that someone yeah. might be able to sign up and I should probably right. do that so I can be yeah. paying closer attention. And um, it's, you know, it's usually like, there's a there's an on week and there's an off week and there's an on week and there's an off week. And so it's, you know, I just feel that rhythm. <laughs> I get disturbed when, it, you know, there's a disturbance in the force whenever it's a five week, you know, five Monday month or something like that. But. Right. Okay. Um, that was helpful. So in terms of where you can find the meeting agenda, the meeting agenda lives in Legistar, which is a piece of, it's a whole platform that the city licenses. So the city has very little control over a lot of the aspects of, of where these things live. Um, you can find them at a2gov.legistar.com. And that is where not just the city council agendas live, but lots and lots and lots of city documents are in there. But that's when you go to that site, it will default to taking you straight to the city council agendas. There's a lot that's really frustrating about Legistar. We could do many tutorials just about how to use it, but the landing page is actually not too terrible. Um, when you get there, there's a list of all of the city council meetings for the month that you're in. And if there are agendas for any of them, those agendas are there and you can download them and take a look at them. And there's a thing there that's like, if you're interested in a different committee, like planning committee or the independent community police oversight commission, like you can, you can click on the thing that's like, Oh, do you want just city council? Do you want, and then there's a list of all the other um, boards and commissions and things like that. Um, Another thing, if you, if you go from the city's website, you can go to a2gov.org and then click on democracy and then click on meetings and agendas. That's usually the way I go in. Um, it doesn't filter it to just city council. Um, but yeah. 
So that's how we get to it. So I think Michelle, you were going to talk a little bit about the the various places in the in the agenda where we can find public engagement. That's right. There's a lot of stuff in the agenda, and so yeah, I think it's important to know like where where you fit in. Um, and basically, um, people have three opportunities to talk. Um, one of them is something you have to sign up for in advance. So if you want to plan ahead, um, that's the one to plan ahead for. The other two are um, you don't have to sign up in advance, but there are some downsides. Um, so um, at the um, nearly the beginning of the meeting, there's a thing called public comment general time. No, it's called public comment reserve time. And um, that's the thing where if you call the city clerk on the day of the meeting and ask for a time to speak, um, then you might get one of the 10 speaking slots um, during which you can uh, talk for three minutes. And um, priority is given to certain people. So like if you're talking about something that's actually on the, the agenda, then you'll get priority over somebody who's not talking about something that's on the agenda. Um, if you wanna talk about something that's general, that's not on the agenda, then you can only end up talking about that if no one else has signed up. Um, or if, you know, if the 10 slots aren't full. Um, so that's something you got to be prepared for and know what you're doing. Um, some items on the agenda have public hearings. Um, and that's where um, there's a specific item that um, you get to talk about. And any number of people could be more than 10 filibuster them and spend hours and hours and hours if you can plan enough people to come in there. Um, and um, But you each only get three minutes to talk and only about the specific topic of the public hearing. And it's usually um, things where they're changing a certain type of, they're changing the law in a certain type of way that requires a public hearing. Um, uh, if they're doing, if they're making a council resolution which doesn't have the binding force of law, that doesn't require a public hearing um and then um so yeah that's the public hearing section um and those usually come pretty close to the beginning of the meeting and all the public hearings are kind of bunched in together and um you don't necessarily like the council members aren't going to respond to you uh, they're not necessarily going to directly address the things that you said they're just going to say thank you here's the next person um and then finally at the end is um at the, if you can if you can wait it out all the way till the end of the meeting, which sometimes sometimes that'll be a long wait. Uh, I've seen meetings go till two or three in the morning. Um, best case scenario, you they end at eleven p.m. Um, then you'll get a chance to um, uh, do public comment general time, where it's any number of people can speak three minutes. You don't have to sign up in advance, and you don't have to talk about anything in particular. Um, but if you want to like influence a decision that's going to happen at the meeting, you can't do that because the decisions have already been made by the time you're at the end of the meeting. Um, one more thing I wanted to add was that um, public comment reserve time, the one that's at the beginning where you have to sign up in advance, um, your name will be on the agenda. Um, and anyone can like look at that and see who's, um, it'll get up there on the day of meeting um, later in the evening. Um, and you can see who is on the list. You can see where you are on the list. You can see who else is talking. Um, so 
it's fun. So those are the like three main opportunities for the public to speak. And I appreciate um, you reminding us that uh, your name shows up on the agenda. I think the first time that I signed up for public comment, I was shocked to see my name on a list. <laughs> and it, it yeah. wasn't a problem, but it did take me aback. Um, so right. it is it is nice to know ahead of time. If you're looking on Legistar, it's not the default. The default view doesn't show people's name. You right. have to like, there's mm -hmm. a thing that says show legislation and you have to change that to show all items. And mm -hmm. then that's how you can see who signed up. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I talked about three particular things, but there's more There's more to the meeting than that. Do you want to give us a, a full, a more full outline of what goes on? Yeah, so I'll keep kind of, we're continuing to, I feel like, uh, zoom in on what uh, a council meeting is. Um, we've talked about it in really broad strokes. You've talked about how people can plug into a meeting. You know, I care about something. How do I get engaged? I'll talk a little bit about the general um tempo of uh, a tempo and rhythm of a meeting. So in general, it starts with a very administrative, non-interactive bit. Uh, there's a moment of silence. There's the roll call. There's the, I think they do the Pledge of Allegiance um, and some clerical work. And then, as you mentioned, the public comment reserve time. Then there's another non-interactive part for mayor and council communications where folks aren't necessarily working on ordinance or resolutions, but they have something that they'd like to state for the record to their constituents, uh, to, to their constituents. Um, and sometimes, more rarely, but sometimes they may make a general response to uh, uh, public comments that folks have made. That is not a forum for dialogue, so they're careful about, you know, kind of really turning that into a full-on conversation, but they may do a little bit more than acknowledge the comment. And then they really get into the work of the work, right? So the ordinances, the resolutions, the staff work um, that is really kind of the grinding machine that is city council, that's really when they get back down to it. And then uh, they close with some more non-interactive time, which is administrative communications from the city attorney and the city clerk. And then the cherry on top of all of that is the public comment general time. And as you said, um, you know, a meeting can last as short as four hours, but as long as seven or eight, um, which is hard on everybody. And I, I think that council is motivated to find ways to make these meetings more and more inclusive. And part of that means making them shorter without coming at the expense of the work. Um, but that's generally how it moves. It's kind of an ebb and flow between uh, interactive points between the public and the working body um, and, and the, the work that the body must conduct. So that's a, gen, uh, a more specific but still somewhat general overview of how a city council a meeting and agenda works. And now we're really going to hand it over to the PhD of civic engagement, Michelle, to get, <laughs> to get us into the real weeds of a council oh agenda. Goodness. I did get a, I did get like a little medal one time for uh, going to, um, what do you call it, the... Um, uh, Citizens Academy. I believe it. Um, I believe they it. Gave me, they, they gave everyone a little medal and certificate at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So help us understand this document. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Actually, so, okay. You're there. You're ready to, you're ready to like see what's going to happen at the, at the city council meeting. You're, you know, it's Wednesday of city council week and you're starting to be like, okay, what, what do I need to worry about? What do I need to start mobilizing and engaging my friends about? Um, what do I need to think about if I want to sign up to talk about? 
Um, and um, here's the document you're reading. Um, so one thing that I actually wanted to call out specifically is something that doesn't happen at the meeting. It's, um, they call it the agenda questions. Um, and it'll appear at the very top of the agenda as uh, communication from the city administrator. Um, and that's where city council members have asked questions and then staff answers them. And um, that appears later in the week. So if you're starting on Wednesday and looking at the agenda, you're not gonna see that. Um, I think that usually appears up by Friday though. Um, and reading the um, agenda questions is a good way to get a feel, get a, get a sense of like what's on the council members' minds. Um, and, um, you know, if you see a whole bunch of questions about stuff, then maybe, you know, if you know the answers, maybe you want to address those in your public comment, that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so then, okay. So that's the agenda questions. Um, after that comes the introductions, which is a, like, um, a non-interactive thing. It comes from, um, either staff or people in the community, like we might get like, oh, here's what's, here's the proposed new transportation plan or something like that. Um, they'll, they'll talk about that, a staff member, um, or um, when the, uh, the Independent Police Oversight Commission, um, they address the city council at the first meeting of every month in the introduction section. And also like if there's like, you know, oh, it's Cancer Awareness Week or whatever, then that'll happen um, there. Um, and that is all stuff that happens before public comment. And there's public comment um, and the communications that we've heard of. Um, so the consent agenda is the thing that happens after public comment and after, um, after the communications from council. Um, the consent agenda is something that is supposed to, it's, it's long and it's nitty gritty and it's very detailed and it's usually uncontroversial. It's things like we want to award the contract for the asphalt paving to this company. And it's usually like decisions that have, you know, like that are kind of a, of a procedural nature and not of a policy type nature. Um, we need a sign off on this, but we've basically already agreed to do this stuff. This is just making it happen kind of things. Um, and that happens in the consent agenda. Although sometimes um, city council members do take umbrage to something in the consent agenda or they're real excited about it. And so they'll say, um, they'll, they'll pull it out of the consent agenda because everything that's in the consent agenda is voted on at once with no discussion. And so, um, you know, if, if everything is as everyone expected, um, then the consent agenda just, it's like, does anyone have any problems with the consent agenda? No, okay, let's go. Um, but if somebody wants to discuss one of those in more detail or ask questions or has uh, problems with some of it, a council member can say, actually, let's, number seven, let's, let's pull that out and discuss it separately. And so then they'll approve the rest of the consent agenda and then talk about the ones that they pulled out. Um, it's meant to go fast, but it doesn't always. And so it's kind of funny that like it comes in between um, the like public comment reserve time at the beginning and the um, 
and the public hearings which come after it because um you know you'd think that all of the public you know the public comment times would be squished together but that's not how it goes the public hearings are there um when there's something that is when there's a change that's going to be made that has the force of law the public gets a chance to weigh in on it um and um they'll have the public hearing at those everyone gets a chance to speak who wants it and uh you don't have to sign up in advance and it's three minutes um so then after that are um the different like business of council doing the work city council doing the work um uh, so there's a section about uh, city ordinances, uh, a first and a second reading. The second readings ones come first, because um, <laughs> those are things that have been to the city council already. Um, they've been discussed by the city council. The city council has approved it to move on to the to a second hearing, um, and um, these are the an ordinance is the thing that has the force of law. Um, and so at the first hearing, at, at the first reading of an ordinance, people don't get a chance to speak about it. Um, only the city council does. And then if they approve it to go on to the second second reading, then you get a public hearing. Then they'll vote on it in the second reading section. Then they'll consider new ordinances in the first reading section. Um, and then it's on to the motions and resolutions section. This is where, and this is where the city council like sets policy, but not stuff that has the force of law. Um, it sometimes feels like it does have the force of law because they're directing the staff to do certain things or take certain actions or um, they're saying, hey, we're going to um, adopt a policy of carbon neutrality by 2030. Um, but that's not the like law on the books. No one's going to get arrested for not having carbon neutrality by 2030. Um, and so that's a motion or resolutions. Um, and I, I just want to pop in and say real quick, you know, folks, you you may be hearing, you know, people talk about A2 Council or meetings or getting kind of head up about a particular piece of work, even though there's, you know, these 17 different sections of the agenda that we're talking about, 100% of the time, the work that they care about is in the motions and resolution section, um, <laughs> uh, unless it's in the consent agenda, in which case it often gets pulled out. Um, right. So if, if you're looking for a piece of work that folks are talking about, I would suggest just starting with section D, motions and resolutions, um, and kind of working your way out from there. Yeah, I think by the time something gets to the point where you're setting, you know, an ordinance that has the force of law, like a lot of work has gone behind that mm -hmm. and so yeah like the motions and resolutions that's where they're like setting the vision setting the goals mm -hmm. setting the like um the direction that the city is taking and so that's where a lot of debate happens mm -hmm. so that can get kind of spicy mm -hmm. um and uh yeah those are those are the main sections that i pay attention to um there's other things like you know approval of the city council minutes that's a, that's a line item on the agenda but it's something that is never controversial and takes zero time when you don't even notice that it's happening <laughs> there's like um sections like of minutes from um uh you know and communications from boards and commissions and stuff like that that they don't actually read those at the 
at the city council meeting. They're not really a part of the meeting. They're just in there as part of the document now. Um, but sometimes those are the most up-to-date ways to find out what has been going on on the boards and commissions who do some of the work before things make it all the way to the city council. Mm -hmm. So you might keep an eye on that, but that's not the thing anyone's going to be yelling about. Um, anyway, that's the that's the, the the like skeleton of the meeting. That's that's how things go. <laughs> you know, it sounds so straightforward, and I just remember how confused I was getting into the agendas ahead of time. I wish I'd had you at the time, Michelle. <laughs> I mean, that? there's stuff that like you know we were discussing this before the meeting and I was even confused about stuff just before we started recording. And I was like, wait, what's this again? Yep. We all <laughs> learned at least one thing today, just getting ready for yeah. this conversation. Right. Um, so <laughs> listener, if you find yourself confused by the city council meeting agenda, you're not alone and you're in great company. Um, okay. So uh, Michelle did a fantastic job really going into the details of the city council agenda i just wanted to touch briefly on the anatomy of a line item because again in preparing for this conversation i learned some things and so i wanted to share it so you'll see uh there are two different ways to look at a city council agenda well i guess three if you know you're super analog and you print it out but like assuming that you're on your computer or you know digitally accessing the agenda in one way or another you can either look at the pdf or you can look at the agenda within Legistar itself. Both have. <laughs> Molly's learning live, y'all. <laughs> I always have. To, I always look at the PDF. I did not know there was a live version. So um, the PDF is wonderful because it's English, um, and it's the easiest one to read. If you read it within Legislar, Legistar. And you click into an individual line items number. So the the number, the excuse me, the letters that it's preceded by, whether it's DC, DB, CA, whatever it is, that refers to the section that it falls under in the meeting. And then the number is, I don't know, the great pumpkin assigns those numbers. But anyway, you can click into the number and then there are two different pieces of information that you can get from that. You can get the history of that particular piece of work and you can get the text and um, because this is a Spanish Inquisition when I said two I meant three there are also the attachments um, for that particular line item so there's a fair amount that you can learn about any given piece of work within Legistar before a meeting um, Molly will talk a moment about how to find out more through more human means but if what you're doing is starting with the computer and trying not to talk to the humans then there is a fair amount that you can call from Legistar um, Michelle, did I miss anything on that before we pass on to the next bit? I guess because I think um, you were the one that actually taught me about the tabs. Yeah, there's because yeah, the history tab shows like um, if it was postponed, reconsidered at a different at a previous meeting. Mm -hmm. um, it'll show the voting history. Mm -hmm. um, you click on the text, and that'll show you the resolution. Sometimes I have to click click here for full text. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then that, if there's something like, if it's a rezoning thing, then it'll have maps, that sort of thing. Those are usually what the attachments are. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, the and by the way, speaking of rezoning, I wanted to go back. You, you said 100% of the time, the things people are mad about are motions and resolutions. But zoning is actually something that goes under ordinances, first and second reading. And that's something that people are often 
upset about. You're you're <laughs> absolutely right. And and in future episodes, when we talk more about like how to engage work at different processes, I oh. definitely want to unpack that more. So thank you for um, pointing out that I was wrong about that because you are so one hundred percent right. Um, okay, so the last thing that I wanted to say about an anatomy, the anatomy of a line item is there is a fair amount of information that's available on particular work items. It's also presented um, really without a lot of helpful context. So it can be hard to tell chronologically what's happened. It can be hard to tell who's contributed what kind of work. Like when it comes to a development, one's come, what's come from the city, what's come from the developer, what's come from community engagement. It can be hard to really kind of assess that, which is where talking to the humans actually comes in handy. Um, so Molly, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so really just if there's something that's confusing to you or that you're concerned about, you can reach out to your city clerk or your council members or the mayor. Their phone numbers and email addresses are all on the city's website. And a2gov.org. A2gov.org, which is another thing that I still haven't fully gotten into my <laughs> fingers. Um, you can call the city clerk's office directly. That's This is also the number that you would be calling to get to get signed up for the public comment reserve time. I'm gonna give it to you real quick. It's 734-794-6140. And it's, Ann Arbor is a city, but it's also a small town and people are pretty responsive and you can actually hear back from folks at the city, hear back from your city council member, hear back even from the mayor. And that's often a way to, to get questions answered and also just to learn um, to learn more about how um, how these things are working or if there's something that's a per persistent problem. You can also find folks uh, on social media. There, there's a Twitter hashtag, which is A2Council, and a lot of discussion of these of the council meetings and different agenda items often gets started there. And that's, so that's another place you can go um, to, to find stuff out. We usually live tweet during the city council meetings, and then that'll result in a2 Council being a trending hashtag for the state of Michigan. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, I think, in terms of reaching out to folks. Did you have other, did anyone have anything else they wanted to add? I wanted to add sometimes, uh, one thing I always tell people about if getting on, getting on the uh, public comment reserve time, if you call the city clerk, city clerk opens at 8 a.m., call them at 8 a.m. <laughs> like, if there's, a, if there's a controversial agenda item, sometimes all 10 of those uh, speaking slots will be gone by 802. So, um, yeah, call them, call them as soon as possible. Yeah, that's a good point. And you can't call ahead of time. So you can't, right. it, it's like you can't call shotgun before you see the car. You can't like get on the um, public comment reserved like the Friday before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, give them a call 734-794-6140. Tell them you want to get on the speaking agenda. Tell them what you want to speak about. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is I was talking about calling in to speak about things. And that's because we're living in pandemic times. Um, but during the not so pandemic times, which will hopefully, hopefully occur at some point in the future, as well as the past, um, the uh, the city council meetings happened in person and there wasn't a way to call in. So you had to actually go down to city hall in order to speak at city council. Mm -hmm. um, that, keep an eye out if that happens again. Mm -hmm. And that in a nutshell is how to read a city council agenda. We hope that you learned something we did just in getting ready for this conversation. Um, and we really thank you for listening to Ann Arbor AF. 
Thank you to my co-hosts, Molly Kleinman and Michelle Hughes, and myself, Jess Lita, and to our producer, Jared Malestein. For questions about this podcast or ideas about future episodes, you can email us at annarborafpod at gmail.com. Get informed, then get involved. It's your city.